Welcome to WDW for Families, the original family-friendly trip planning podcast, helping you plan your Disney vacation for over five years. All right, welcome to WDW for Families, and we're here with a very male-centered show as the ladies aren't here tonight, and don't don't turn us off yet. Just don't 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 stop downloading the podcast yet. Mark is here. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's here eventually, and Randy is here. I'm here. Yes, and we are going to talk about uh, some tips for you, ladies. Since it's just the guys here, we figured out we would give you uh, maybe some advice from a man's point of view. On if you're having a hard time convincing your loved one to come to Disney or to take you to Disney or to pay for for a Disney trip, if he's the one paying for it, I didn't mean for that to sound weird, for you to be able to convince him to bring the family to Orlando or come along with the family to Orlando or join the trip that grandma is paying for for everyone to come to Orlando. We're trying to convince or give you ladies tools in your arsenal to convince your husband that Disney World is a place he wants to go to. Now, now Todd, I think before we start, Randy, will you go ahead? You know, I was just going to ask. Um, well, I, here's here's my assumption. My assumption is that for Mark, Mark actually may want to go to Disney more than his wife does. I may want to go to Disney more frequently, at least, than my wife does. Is that true for you, Todd? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, we have to admit from the beginning that we are three guys who do enjoy going and often have to convince our wives uh, that it's worth taking the kids out of school or spending the extra money to go. Um, But we have plenty of male friends who have been the Debbie Downer when, uh, when their spouse was talking about going to Disney. Yeah, I think we're the exception, not the rule. I, I think so, I too. Think most of Agreed. my friends who know I go to Disney often think I'm the the weird Disney guy of their friend group. Sure. Like, so, and, and I'm sure you guys are the same way. Mark, are you the weird Disney guy in your friend group? Absolutely. Absolutely. At work, too. Yeah. And I'm sure Randy is, too. Uh, so, anyways... And what we'll say on the front end, what are some of the reasons, just on the front end, what are some of the reasons guys usually give us for the reason they never want to go to Disney again or are not interested in going to Disney? What what are some of those things? Randy, what do you think is number one? I would say number one is the is the value. In other words, it costs too much money for what I'm getting. Yeah, I think that's definitely number one. Mark, what's another one, would you say? I think a lot of people might think it's, uh, you know, too kiddie to go for them. You know, maybe it's it's not, there's nothing there that I'm going to enjoy. I don't know if I can do a week of nothing but for the kids or nothing but shopping, those sorts of things. Yeah, and I think another big one is I don't want to wait in those lines. Why do I want to drive or fly? and stand in a one hour line for a two minute ride or less. So that's another one. What's another one, Randy? I know the, what, this is your big one. Well, I, no, this isn't my big one, but I will say, I think there are some parents who 
who feel like their kids are going to argue the whole time. The family's not going to get along anyway. It's going to be miserable. And so they don't, they don't want to make the effort and hate it and hate their family when they get home. Like <laughs> I'd rather just not go than go and, and hate, hate having been around my family all the whole time. Mark, you have another one. The type of rides, you know, I think maybe there's a, a misconception that there aren't any thrill rides or there aren't any, you know, teen to adult rides that you can enjoy. And even the ones that aren't specifically for teens or adults, that the the kid rides aren't enjoyable for for somebody younger than or older than, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. What about the heat? I mean, that's to me, that's an obvious one is going down to Florida and standing out in the hot weather and standing in those lines, et cetera, et cetera. I think those are some of the main ones. Did we miss any? I think those are the big ones. Yeah, those are the big ones that we've heard our friends say, you know, just not for me, long lines, expensive, blah, blah, blah. So what we're going to try to do is give you some resources. And, and if, and of course, not all our listeners are female. Some of our listeners are male. And if you've ever been hesitant to go to Disney, uh, here are some of the ways we would might convince you to maybe perhaps look at it in a different light. Randy's going to start. He's going to start talking about it from a financial point of view because Randy is our financial guru. And so, Randy, if you'll kick us off. I think you have to admit that it's expensive. I think yeah. if you're going to your spouse and trying to say it's anything but a lot of money, like that's not going to work. Um, so I think you have to start with saying, yes, it's a lot. I think you you plead your case that the kids are only going to be this age once. We don't have to go every year. Uh, I, you know, we've talked before. We always said we would go one time. Let's let's do it and let's do it right. So I think I think you have to start with the idea of, look, it's not going to be cheap. We didn't think it was going to be cheap. Um, but having said that, you know. A lot of good travel agents, what they'll do is they'll lay before you the, you know, three different options. Like here's the value, here's the moderate, here's the deluxe. And so you can have that conversation, you know, an honest conversation about which one of these can we afford, you know, spouse, do you want the, you know, do you want the value that's the cheapest, but the beds aren't as good and the, the buses are longer lines, or do we want the moderate and deluxe where we have better transportation and better beds. And, and, you know, I, I think for me, what would work is making me part of the conversation and making me feel like I have some, you know, some control and, the, and that costs aren't going to go crazy. Um, and I have choices to make that helps me when I'm making a decision with my wife. So um, I think that that could help. Um, and then I would also suggest um, what we always did when we were especially tight financially is to set a budget for the stuff, right? Here's how much we're going to spend today in food. Here's how much we're going to spend on souvenirs. And we know it before we go. If we know how much it's going to cost before we go, I, I can get my head wrapped around it. And it's a lot better than, oh, we'll just make it up when we're there. Or we'll just add on a bunch of stuff when we're there. And then the, it feels like a bottomless pit of spending money. So I think having a, you could call it a budget, you could call it a, you know, predetermined expense uh, for these different categories that would help you. And I will say that I don't believe, we've talked about this before, I don't believe that the meal plan is efficient 
I don't think it's the best use of your money, but I do think it takes your, when you're spending credits instead of spending dollars, it does tend to feel better when you're there. So electing the meal plan and paying the big chunk up front uh, and Disney will, will allow you to make payments. So, uh, but go ahead and, and building that in what sometimes can help emotionally with the cost uh, to say to your spouse, Hey, if we put back $400 a month for the next nine months, then this gets us X, Y, or Z. If we do $800 a month for the next six months, here's, this is what gets us. So those are some ideas. Uh, Mark, Todd, what, what, what do you have to say? The budgeting is a big one for me, putting a smaller price tag on it multiple times. I'd, I'd much rather make make you know six payments of of x dollars than one lump sum you know just it's that sticker shock don't lead your conversation with you know we're looking at forty five hundred dollars you know that that's that would be a that would be a, a non-starter for for a lot of people yeah but say, It'd be like hey, the guy I, on tv and be like we're gonna start with four payments of one thousand yeah that's kind of yeah. funny well, and I've also, you know, again, back when, you know, when we were tighter trying to make a Disney trip a priority, I think we would have conversations about, well, if we'll cut this, if we'll cut cable out, if we'll cut, you know, whatever, you know, we're no longer going to be paying for karate because little, little Susie's not doing karate anymore, then, okay, that's money we can put towards this. And that makes me feel a lot better if it was already in our lives and we're just redirecting it to another family expense. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really know how to um, get somebody who is frugal over the sticker shock. That's just going to be a hard thing to do period. Um, because I, I tend to be pretty, pretty uh, frugal myself. And the first couple of times we went just finding little ways to save help too, and helped me get around the idea that I was spending all this money you know, all the travel and all that such, but just figuring out ways to do that cheaper and maybe letting me figure that out helped us. Um, letting me figure out how to save money on getting down there or letting me figure out how, how we're going to pay for food every day. I don't know, just little things like that. Um, a lot of guys are uh, enamored by control. So maybe you know, like Randy said originally, let, letting your husband be or your spouse being a part of the decision-making process is, is a good idea. Unless they totally don't want to have anything to do with it, which a lot of guys are like. Then they're like, well, I just don't want to mess with this. Randy, what were you saying? Well, I was just going to say that, you know, I, back to one of the things I started with was, look, are we ever going to go? You know, are, are, are you saying, spouse, husband, that, that you never want to go? or Or are you saying that? It's just annoying and expensive and hard, and I wish we didn't have to, but I am willing to, right? So if, if, if we are willing to do it, and we are going to do it, and this is the age, right? Then you start to explain, remember, here's what's going to happen as soon as, you know, Johnny, little Johnny hits high school, he's not going to want to go anymore. And, and, and you plead your case why now is the time. And then it's, okay, since we've all agreed, now's the time. Let's find an affordable way to do it. Uh, we're all on the same page that we don't need to blow the budget. We're not trying to, you know, get another 
second mortgage on the house to, to take this trip, but we do need to find a way to make it affordable. And so we're, we're in this together to make it happen. And it, the other thing about that is you can always start with the, we're only going to go once line. Oh yeah. And then oh, yeah, just, yeah, no, you, and then you're not, you're not selling hmm. multiple trips here. You're just trying to right? get going once. Put in the door, hope, get the foot in the door. Yeah. And then just hope that your spouse loves it so much that he, he's, he can get behind trip number two. If as, as we think about this podcast, I think about my buddy who's a, who's a banker and, and frugal and did not want to go. His wife wanted to go. She did all the work. He did absolutely nothing and showed up on the trip. And that can be a disaster. It can be where the guy had, you know, horrible expectations and didn't know what he was doing. But what happened in this case was he came in, she took care of everything. She did pamper him a little bit. And we're going to talk about, she gave him some time to go golfing with his dad. She gave him like, it, you know, she gave him some time too, but the majority of it was, was all together as a family. And he thought it was fantastic, better than he expected. He loved the hotel experience. He loved watching his kids enjoy the park. He, he just, he had a fantastic time, came back told me, now I know why you like it so much. And now they're a, they're an every year to every two year family going to Disney and it worked out well. Um, and so he's somebody I'm thinking about through this podcast is, you know, what are the things he said initially and what got him over the hump? Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things that you can do that are outside of the park experience. Everybody's very aware of the four major theme parks there at Disney World and including um, Disney Springs. People are aware of those. But what about some of the extracurricular things that you can tell a spouse, you know, well, you could go golfing or you could go do this. Mark's going to cover some of those things. Yeah. Randy segued into this beautifully. Um, the big one, and one of the big ones I'd say is that, that Disney has to offer is their golfing. Um, they have three championship golf courses. One of them, for the longest time, held a, a PGA tournament. So these are, I mean, these are, for, for a lot of people, would be once-in-a-lifetime uh, golf courses to golf at. Um, they also have a, a nine-hole walking course that you can take your kids with. It's kids-friendly. There's too many golf courses. Also, so, you know, golfing's a, a great option, it, you know, for a lot of people that could get them in the door. You can, you can make it an afternoon. Um, there's lessons available with a PGA professional. So golfing is definitely, if, that, if that's your husband, uh, you know, that, that could be a, a good way to, to get them down there to, uh, to experience Disney. Um, there's guided fishing. So you can, you can do a two or four hour guided fishing charter. And it's catch and release, but these, these are, you know, lifetime fish that you can catch while you're down there. There's, there's some pictures I've seen of, of fish that, that I've never, never caught in my life. I think Randy, didn't you do a, do a oh, fish? Fantastic. fantastic. I'm not a man's man in that regard, but it was, I mean, it was easy. They were baiting the line for me. We were throwing it in. I forgot how many we caught. It was like 35 fish in two hours. Like it was, it was 50 fish in two hours. It was just a huge amount of fish. We had a great time. 
a few other things that, you know, they have Splitsville, which is at Disney Springs, which is, is bowling. Um, they have the wide world of sports, which they have, they have a lot of youth sports there, but they have the expo. So if your son's playing little league soccer, you know, any sport, really, they have different tournaments throughout the year and they have the expos where they have equipment and different, different training equipment and different things you could go to. So that's something that, that a lot of dads would be interested out there um, at the wide world of sports. There's run Disney. Um, several of us have done the run Disney events. Uh, so if you, you have a runner in, in the family or the husband's a runner, um, those are fun. Um, a, a lot of things that you don't think about it at Disney Springs for shopping. There's, there's quite a few stores out there. There's the, the chapel hats, there's Columbia Sportswear, Fit to Runs out there. House of Blues has a store there that that's pretty neat. There's a Harley Davidson store there also. So there's tons of options outside of the parks. Um, is there anything that that I missed? Well, I just don't want to make it sound like, you know, you're having to bribe your husband to come because he's a schmuck and the only way he'll go is if you give him a day to go golfing. But, you know, de- depending on the age of your children, I think having a father, son, he gets to take him out fishing and doesn't have to go to the theme park. I think that can be, you know, that can be a, a pretty attractive to some guys to say, hey, I'm, it's not all going to be lines. It's not all going to be theme park. Some of it's going to be fishing. Um, and we're, we're going to go ahead and reserve that, have that in advance to have a the father daughter uh, horseback riding or the, you know, you, you take your your son and you get to go build a lightsaber, you know, whatever it is to say, Hey, you know, there's going to be some unique time. There's going to be, it's not all going to be waiting in lines and in the heat. There is going to be some planned stuff that is going to be tilted towards your spouse. And I'll say this for me, what, what convinced me to do about any kind of vacation with Beth would be, you know, and we're going to have a night where we send the kids to the kid care, where where we let our teenager. I know when I was 13, my parents had a night on the trip where I watched the kids, you know, all my siblings in the room. We had a movie together while they went down to the restaurant and had dinner together. And that was a highlight for them. And I think as a, as a spouse, that would be a highlight of the trip to me. Look, it's not all going to be go, go, go. We're going to, you know, there's, I've even got a, a dinner, a romantic dinner planned for us. Um, that would always be, uh, that, that, would, that would bring me through a day if I knew at the end of it was just going to be me and her for some time. So I think that's another way you could convince a spouse, hey, you know, we're going to have, it's going to be fun. It, it's, we're going to have some good times. Yeah, I think that's a really good point too, Randy, is I think a lot of the people, a lot of our friends who've walked away from Disney miserable about their experience is because they were put in a situation where their family was in go, go, go mode the whole time and they just got wore out and they got yeah. tired of the constant walking and rushing to the next thing. And if you do plan your vacation wisely, building in some time at the pool, building in some time to relax is going to have a better experience. The, the whole, the whole rush to the next ride and rush and get to the next place. And we got to be at the restaurant in 10 minutes and we've got to do 30 attractions in one day. 
that tends to leave a bad impression in a lot of people's uh, minds. And so that's another one. And since we're on the topic of the parks, let's talk about stuff in the parks. Um, you know, first of all, the misconception is that it's all kitty stuff when, you know, obviously the Magic Kingdom is kid centric, but there's plenty of things in the Magic Kingdom that would appeal to adults. And they have added to their staple of roller coasters a little bit, and they're continuing to build on. But to me, as a person who just is a curious person in general, I, I just like the nostalgia of it. And I know that a lot of men aren't like that. But I think, you know, focusing on some of the thrill rides, focusing on some of the, the bigger attractions, and then not necessarily uh, having to do everything, but getting to watch your children's reaction to everything is almost as awesome as anything else. Just watching, you know, my son react to seeing Donald Duck the first time or watching my son enjoy himself on a ride. Th those are big things for me. And those were rewarding. And a husband or a spouse could be reminded about, hey, don't you want to see Brock's face the first time he sees Mickey Mouse? Or don't you want to see little Susie when she sees Cinderella and she She's wearing her matching dress. I mean, that's something that I think you want to see as, as a parent. Go ahead, Randy. I think that's, that's a key thing. I think if you can convince your spouse, this is not about you. We're going to have fun. You know, you're going to have fun. We're going to do special things and everybody's going to have an opportunity to do the thing they want. But husband, spouse, this isn't going to be all about you. You know, this is about pouring into your kids and giving in your kids and watching them experience this and having the joy of that. And you're going this, this week is about giving back to your kids. Uh, now I know probably every day is about that also for most, <laughs> most dads, but yeah. this is a special moment for this. And so don't expect to be happy all the time. Well, and you know, the other thing is, being reminded to be, you know, one thing when you, what you just said is being reminded to take it easy every day. Like don't get too hyped up about stuff is important for, for dads at Disney. But since we're talking about the parks, you know, thinking about like Epcot, I mean, Epcot's a great place for guys. I mean, a lot of guys get interested in the things around the world showcase or in future world. Of course, there's the Food and Wine Festival, which is, you know, has great offerings for people and is unique. Uh, there's so many great restaurants in Epcot. We haven't even talked about the food. The food is great there at Disney. And you can experience food from all over the world, around the world showcase. That's interesting. Uh, I think the Animal Kingdom has a lot of great things for guys. And I think it also has, you know, a couple of thrill rides that pretty much any dad would like. DHS. I mean, they're not, there's a lot of Star Wars dads out there now. And so now that Disney has kind of captured that, that a corner of the universe that I think a lot more men would be excited about going down there. There's not a lot of men who are my age who didn't grow up liking Star Wars. Randy would be one of the exceptions, but most of most people who are in their thirties through fifties grew up loving the Star Wars series. So that's an easy sell for them too. And 
all of those things in the parks are fabulous. Um, but it's not just about Mickey Mouse and Cinderella. I mean, there's a lot uh, down there. Anything I was going to say, to yeah, I would say if you're the kind of dad that, or if, you know, if your spouse is the kind of dad that's into business, um, reading a book, you know, as you're down there or before you go, like Creating Magic by Lee Cockrell, that's a great business book that comes from uh, the Disney stuff. There's the Ride of a Lifetime, which is uh, Robert Iger talking, you know, his autobiography. Um, uh, you know, a book like that. Um, there's a there's several Disney, well, Walt Disney uh, biographies. Um, those kinds of things, I think, has made my my Disney trip better if I'm reading that, you know, before the trip or on the flight down or those kinds of things, then I look at the park differently. I look at the employees differently. I look at the architecture differently. I see more of the history. Um, and frankly, that I get as excited. I get pretty excited about that. Like that's a big deal to me. And uh, it really has made some of my trips much better. Well, I like the idea of maybe presenting your spouse a book that might interest them. And, you know, knowing your spouse well enough to know what would really pique their curiosity. I remember Amanda gave me a book of the stories behind all the people whose names are on the shops in Main Street. And she knew that I would love that. She knew that I would read every one of them. And I would when we went into Disneyland or Disney World, both that I would walk in and start looking at names and start going, oh, that's the guy. That, that, that actually built a riverboat and uh, get real excited about those things. Even if I wasn't that excited about riding the riverboat, I like the idea of knowing who built the riverboat. And that's just a lot of us are, are a lot of us are quote unquote built in different ways. And we have different interests and different hobbies and knowing what your husband or spouse would, would be interested in is, is really would be a really good idea. Mark, anything to add here? No, I'm 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 with you on that, Todd. The windows on Main Street and knowing the history and that Disney is is a company that they did a really good job of number one knowing early on they needed to preserve their history because it was it was going to be popular, going to be something that people like. So there is there's no shortage of official Disney edition books that tell the history of Disney by Disney, but there's also no shortage of books that explain um, the history of Disney by former employees, by Imagineers, executives. There's uh, Disney Wars, which goes into the corporate side of, of Disney during the, the Eisner heirs. So um, to, to kind of add on what y'all are saying, you know, whatever your, your, your husband's interest is, there will be a Disney book explaining how they did it, the architecture how they designed it, the, the railroad, you know, where, where the, the trains come from. So there's, there's plenty of, uh, plenty of topics or, or categories that you can, you can speak an interest. Um, and, I, and I wanted to also add, there's, when you're talking about the parks, Todd, um, there's tours, you know, if, if you're, if your husband's a train guy and they've stopped this right now with COVID and um, there's a behind the, the, the scenes tour of the trains, um, I haven't done that yet, but I, I, if if my wife said, you know, hey, do you want to go down and, and see these trains? I don't care what she sold me after that because I would be there. Oh, that's, well, that's and, a good and point. The, and the behind the seeds tour where you can go see how they handle the greenhouse in the land. If your spouse is a farmer, 
you know, it likes the garden stuff, you know, that could be a unique opportunity. I'll tell you if you're if your husband's into animals, the uh the elephant experience and the rhino experience at Epcot, when we found out they were doing a, a rhino experience, man, I signed up for that fast. And that was just awesome. I actually got to pet a rhino. Who would, I, I never would have thought that would have happened in my lifetime. I, I I petted petted is that a word? I I got to pet a rhino, which is just blows my mind still that that happened. Yeah, and it, it made y'all made y'all speechless. Speechless, <laughs> speechless. The Wild Africa trek where you you actually go out and um you know it's sort of like the killer Jamar killer. See, now there's a word I can't say. <laughs> Safari. Um, but it's a private tour where you go out and, and you get to, to see the animals in a, in a, in a more intimate setting. Um, there's, like, like Randy was saying, there's tons of dining options and there's some dining experiences where you can have that, that special you know, night dinner with your spouse. Or, um, there's, there's so much, I, I feel like. And it's, you got to go a little bit beyond the surface and the commercials to uh, to get to a lot of it well and, and, and you don't have to spend a lot of money like like a, when i was 13 my parents ordered a pizza we ate pizza in the room and i and they went down to dinner but they could have just as easily walked along the you know walked along the sidewalks at the resort just something to be by themselves something to have a special moment um where they had an hour to themselves like i think for me in my life, that that would be a big deal. That would be something I would especially appreciate. Amanda and I, have, I mean, we go down there just up because that's just, you know, we love it down there as adults. And so, but obviously because we're doing a Disney podcast, so we like it that much. Um, I don't know if we gave, go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. I don't want to overlook also um, Fort Wilderness Campground. Uh, there's, there's, and we spoke on this before, but there's camping options from, from, you know, tent camping to renting a camper all the way up to, to cabins. Um, so even some of the hotel options, you know, it could be a draw, um, you can do split stays, you know, uh, maybe entice with, with a couple of days camping and then a couple of days at, at a, a, a nicer deluxe resort, um, so, you know, just get creative, I would say, would be a, a good uh, suggestion. I'm thinking about some friends of ours that go frequently. They go every other year or something like that. And he's not passionate about it. It's not his thing. But he does really love camping. And so they go, they camp, tent camp. And, yeah, they'll go to the park for a day or two, and the kids will get that opportunity. But for him, he doesn't he doesn't enjoy the park. Too hot, too many lines, too expensive. Uh, food costs too much. But they'll they'll camp, and so they still get kind of the best of both worlds, where um, they get to have their family time going camping like they enjoy, like he enjoys. But they get to go do the park thing like she wants to provide for the kids. Yeah. So that's the yeah. that's the gist of it. The other thing, you know, if your husband likes. You know, professional sports. There is no lack of a professional of professional sports down there in the area between Tampa and Orlando. And you can always head out to an Orlando Magic game or see the Tampa Bucks or the Tampa Bay Devil Rays or one of those organizations down there. I think that's about it. Uh, hopefully, we gave you some information. I don't know 
Um, we miss the girls tonight. It's uh, Charity or Stephanie are not here, but uh, they should be back next week, or at least one of them will be back next week. And anything you guys want to add. So you're never too old to wish upon a star. <laughs>